Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. It's the Bass Lane on 101 ESPN with Dan McLaughlin and our guy Jamie Rivers, who's in Dallas. I'm Anthony Salter, and let's head to our 101 ESPN celebrity line. We're joined by Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, ahead of opening night between the Blues and the Stars. Chris Kerber joining us right now from Dallas himself. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, how are you? Doing good. Are you, are you excited? Are you nervous? Do you still get kind of fired up for opening night? Oh, always get fired up for opening night. Nervous? No. Excited? Always. I mean, it, it, especially in a year like this where we don't know exactly how it's going to play out. Uh, there's potential for it to be a good year. There's potential for it to be just an okay year. Um, and then let's hope it's not like last year. So um, I think all those question marks, uh, I'm glad we finally get to start figuring out some answers. So the national pundits, Curbs, they say, well, this team is not going to finish better than third. Some are saying they're not, they're not going to make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. How about you? What do you say? What did you uh, what did you see out of camp, and what do you expect this season? I talked to Matthew Shane this morning, and he, he told me, you know, he goes, I don't see the Blues as a team in a rebuild. He goes, he said, they got a lot of good players over there, so if you told me they're going to be in the playoffs or they told me they made the playoffs, it won't surprise me. And I'm kind of in that camp. Um, I I think that there's enough experience on this Blues team to make the playoffs. I, I really do. Doug Armstrong uh, maybe tempering expectations a bit, saying that he wants to see them, Dan, in the top. You know, like if you broke the league into thirds, he'd like to see the Blues in that uh, top part of the middle third of the pack. And and I think that's probably a pretty accurate way to look at it. You don't need, in my opinion, everybody playing above their level for this team to make the playoffs. If this team plays to the level of that these players and veterans have played in the past and can play, it's going to be a competitive team and have a chance. Curbs, obviously a big matchup tonight. Dallas Stars are predicted to be one of the best teams in the conference, maybe overall in the NHL. From uh, Just from your vantage point, what's what's something you want to see from the Blues tonight? Uh, I, I want to see energy and a level of togetherness. Uh, coming out, you, know, you guys are going to be naturally fired up with it being opening night. Hey, by the way, Jamie, the, the show's been fantastic. I've heard most of it through the wall. <laughs> I said I should have just invited you over. I mean, I think we do have joining yeah, no room. I don't know if you planned it that way or not, but you know. No, that, that was uh, that was that was pure luck. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I, when you talk, when we asked Craig Maruby what he's most happy about, he said the defensive zone coverage through camp. When you talk to Mike Weber and you say, "Well, what do you think of this?" and what makes you most excited, he goes, "The veteran decor." I worked up these numbers while you were doing your show there. The, the eight defensemen the Blues have on the roster combined for 4,346 games played in the National Hockey League. With Portuzo and Perunovic out, it means tonight's roster for the Blues, kicking all of Tyler Tucker's 26 games in, means that there's 3,794 games of experience amongst this decor. And, and, 
they're all 30, 31, and 32. They've got plenty of hockey left. It's a good decor. I, I felt that if this team is going to really turn things around and if you're going to give the young forwards and Thomas, Cairo, uh, Torepchenko, and and Jake Neighbors, or maybe if a Dean or a Boldu come up, or even Snuggerud next year for that matter, you're going to give these guys a chance. Part of your focus, or to me, the characteristic uh, of this hockey team is going to have to be a defense-first approach. And so for them to come out today, and, and I don't know if it'll result in a win, but if you see a rekindled focus on the defensive side of the puck in your own zone, which was just horrific last season as a team, that's going to be a good sign for this team because they've got the defense and they've got the goaltending to win games three to two, two to one, and I think they're going to have to win a fair share of those kind of games this year. Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, join us right now here in the Fast Lane on One One ESPN. Kerber, we just did our over unders, and Marshall put out the the total for Jordan Cairo's goals at thirty nine and a half, uh, and I, I took the over. I think that he could he could get into forty. What is the ultimate upside? Whether you want to do a point standpoint, a goal standpoint, maybe you want to stay away from statistics. It's fine, but what is the the ultimate upside for Jordan Cairo this ceiling, this season, excuse me. I'd love to see that minus 38 of a year ago get to even. <laughs> you know, like, and, heck, even if it's just minus five, you know, th- that'd be pretty good. I, I think Jordan Cairo, who had 37 goals last year, look, could he be a 40 goal scorer? Yes. Robert Thomas thinks that he could get 50 this year, and, and that is very possible as well. But um, he's going to, for that to happen, that line, if it's those three guys, let's just assume it was those three guys, or or even if it's not, Jordan Cairo is going to have to win second effort, third effort pucks. He's going to have to win a lot more wall puck battles along the boards and get the puck back. That's just the way this team is designed. But uh, so, so I guess two aspects of his game, I, I I think it'd be a fun bet, and I think it's a good bet to take the over on 40 goals for him this year because he's going to get all sorts of opportunities, you know, and uh, I expect his 18 minutes of ice time to go up this year a little bit, so that'll create more opportunities. But if he does that and you're seeing some more conscientious play in the defensive zone and winning some puck battles in the offensive zone, that to me is a heck of a season for Jordan Cairo. Curbs, what are you expecting out of uh, another Jordan, Jordan Bennington? Listen, I, I I I haven't been shy. I wasn't shy about this last year, Dan. Jordan Bennington finished last year with a record of twenty seven, twenty seven, and six. I think a five hundred record with this team, which was at five hundred, was a good record. You want that goals against back under three. You want that save percentage back over nine hundred. And that to me is as much about the team play in front of them as it is the goaltender. They're going to cut down on his sixty one games played last year, which was the sixth most of any goaltender. And they're going to be able to do that because I think Joe Hofer is a formidable backup for him. You know, and I mean, you look at last year, the, the Jennings winning trophy, uh, Boston Bruins, Swayman and Allmark, neither one of them played 50 games. They both, you know, it, it shows you you can really do a good job of splitting it up if you have a good backup. I, I think Jordan Bennington's focus. I talked to him a few days before they left for Dallas, Dan, and, uh, I, I said, what are you most excited about this season? And in a way that I've grown to really appreciate Jordan, it was a one-word answer, and he just said, wins. And mm-hmm. he's he's focused, and, and he's, he's just a pro there. So I um, I think Jordan Bennington is calm and, and really in a great spot, both mentally and physically. Uh, I, I think he could have a terrific, terrific season. 
Curbs, one of the things the Blues struggled with last year was special teams overall, but the power play just uh, did not have the success that it had had the prior couple of years before that. In watching preseason so far and, and watching schematically what the Blues are trying to do out there, what do you think uh, the future holds for the power play this year? Well, you, I, I think both special teams are you're going to be – the special teams last year, Jamie, were as much a conundrum as, as the entire team's game. You had pretty much the same personnel. You had the same coaching as it was the year before when they both finished top five in the league. And then they both were pretty much awful. Now, I know the power play had some runs that moved it into the top ten before the trades and all that, but it's, it wasn't as consistent as, as you need to do it. A healthy Tory Krug, I think, is going to be a really big part of that. Um, I, I actually think the fact that Vladimir Tarasenko is not here uh, and and not you know hankering for power play time, I, I thought the last couple of years for Vladdy on the power play just – made our power play quite stagnant and and especially last year maybe not so much the year before quite as much but he slows things down the puck movement isn't quite as wasn't quite as quick he loved playing on the left side he wasn't very effective on that side he had gone something like what 45 games or something without a power play goal with him out of the way Verona shoots the puck Hazel shoot the puck Thomas has been shooting the puck here in camp you know Tory Krug and Justin Falk can get the puck through, but more importantly, there's been a huge focus. I mean, of all the goals scored in training camp in, in the preseason games, I think only one goal was shot from above the circles. Everything else was from the top of the circles in and right in front of the net. If, if there's a real conscious effort to get some bodies to the front of the net, that power play could easily return to top ten and, and potentially top five. Curbs, enjoy tonight. Another opening night for for the Blues, and another opening night for you on the broadcast uh, on one here on one hundred and one ESPN. We're looking forward to it. So we'll hear from you a little bit later on. All right, guys. Thanks. Uh, have a good show, and I'll uh, listen through the wall for the rest of it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Curbs. <laughs> You're we'll welcome, you. Curbs. Right, see you guys. All Thank right. You. That's, that's Chris Kerber here. You'll hear him tonight in the pregame show, 6 o'clock. Of course, Alex Ferrario will lead it, and you'll have Joey Vitale and Chris Kerber joining him. Joining him. Blues stars pregame at 6 o'clock on 101 ESPN.